Welcome back, creeps. Hey, y'all. Hope you're all having a fantastic week. Hope you have full bellies and warm blankets. Like us. Yeah. I actually just had the big... Like, okay, so it, it was porridge, like oatmeal, but... Like, Dulce knows how much I put in my oatmeal. Like, it's not even really oatmeal anymore. Yeah, no, it's like an amalgamation of breakfast and, like, items. Yeah, it's a... It's like a brunch in a bowl. Basically, yeah, we've got... Oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to tell you all. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking... So, yeah, oatmeal, bunch of strawberries, bananas, blueberries, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, some vegan protein today. Proats. And then, to top it all off, about eight years worth of peanut butter. So fucking good. And lots of coffee. Anyway, apologies for the delay this week. But as usual, we just had a fucking mental week, didn't we? We like literally redid the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we redid our, our bathroom. Like not like we painted it. We rewired it. New um, cabinets. Reorganized the whole damn thing. Yeah. And we're not done yet. It's almost finished. We just have to do like the finishing touches. And so that was our technical difficulties yesterday. Oh, and then we had a birthday party yesterday. My niece is turning 17. We love her very much. Therefore, we invest a lot of time Yeah, together with the family. And so uh, that plus three jobs was just, you know. Yeah, you literally had three jobs at one point. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like your job, my job, and my other job. Um, But have no fear. I know I I only have one job currently, so that's good. Anyway, we're here with a lovely titillating tales of true terror. And our first, our first email comes from Carl. Carl, I have not read this email yet. We got this last month, almost a month ago today, actually. I did not realize that. But your email address has caught my attention. I want to know more about that. Anyway, he says, good morning. Good morning. I very much enjoy your podcast. A little smiley face. Thank Aww. you very much. You two work very well together and enjoy what you do. We do. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to Titillating Tales of True Terror, 19. Jesus Christ, have we had that many? Has it been? I suppose. I don't know. And have my own, oh, that's normal, ghost story. Love it. So in late 1980, I met a friend and we became very close. We are still friends. I am the gunkle to two of his kids. Nice. Pretty sure that's gay uncle, right? Probably. Carl. I love you, dude. One time he told me about his uncle Ray, not his real name, a very close friend of his dad who was killed in a motorcycle accident while working in Saudi Arabia back in the early 70s. My friend described Uncle Ray as tall and always wore a duster type long coat and soft leather hat. I have always pictured, probably wildly inaccurately, Carl McCoy from the Fields of Nephilim. Fields of the Nephilim? Hold on, I have to look that up right now. Okay, so the Fields Fields of the Nephilim is a gothic rock band from England. I need to look into this. This guy looks fucking badass, honestly. And the first thing when you look at search in Fields of Nephilim, the first thing that comes up when you search Fields of the Nephilim is uh, police found 13 pounds of cocaine. Wowzers. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. Uncle Ray had been seen several times checking in on my friend over the years. Several members of his family 
had reported seeing a tall figure wearing a long coat and soft leather hat, often standing in my friend's room late at night. He never interacted, said or did anything. Never said or did anything. Just watched for a while and then disappeared. In the middle of the night, his new wife wakes up and sees a tall, dark figure at the foot of the bed. The poor girl screams. A lot, apparently. Uh-oh. <laughs> wakes up the whole house. When she calms down, she describes what she saw. The family's reaction was pretty much, Oh, that's just Uncle Ray. Nice. I ne- um, she, was told, she was then told about Uncle Ray and that he would occasionally drop by. Perfectly normal thing. Wow. I never saw him. But it is an interesting story. <laughs> Thank you for your podcast, Carl. Thank you for the lovely email, Carl. That was bitching. Yeah, that took us on a whole little run. First of all, get back to us in regards to this email address. I will be emailing you later on today. But that's a cool email address. And I love that you're a gunkle. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my favorite thing in the world. I hope to be one one day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and then aside from that, so lately, I think we spoke about it on the last one. So the next story is um, actually Dulce's uncle's story. Mm-hmm. And so when we were in Dallas a couple of weeks ago, I think we spoke about that. Uh, we were up there visiting the family. And of course, we started talking about ghost stories. So, uh, And what was even cooler was that it was me and your uncle and your three cousins. He's got three sons. And we're all sitting around and his English wasn't perfect. So they were like helping translate this ghost story from Spanish to English. And yeah. It was just like, this is fucking sick. So first of all, he tells us about uh, his house in Mexico where he grew up. And he was like, as a child, he would hear like a lot of the different things, but specifically marbles rolling around the floor. And... It was just a known thing. Like all the neighbors knew that the house was haunted and stuff like that. The lights would like turn on and off themselves. And funnily enough, like morbidly funny, the dude who wired the house, like the electrician died before the job was complete. So the mom would literally say, oh, no, no, that's just Mr. So-and-so coming back to finish wiring. (laughs) To finish the job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That I never paid him for. No, (laughs) So, yeah, that was just kind of cute. But then uh, he said that his mom actually had lost a set of twins, two boys. And so she would say, oh, the marbles, it's your brother's playing. Like, again, like, don't worry about it. And he was nervous, like, as a a child, because he would hear this shit and see the lights coming on and off and stuff. But his brother sounds like kind of a jerk, honestly. And he was like, that's it. Come on, we're going to go find these ghosts tonight. We're going to go for it. Oh, my God. And so they went and they like hunted down the sounds of these marbles. And when they would go in, like they'd burst into a room where they had just heard it. And then they would hear it come from the other side of the house. Wow. And he said it wasn't a big house or anything, but it had two stories. Yeah. And uh, so they would just hear it like somewhere else. And then they would go there and it would be back where they had heard it originally. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's toying with them. Yeah. But then when he got older, he said he came home one night. And I think he had been like, he was kind of drunk. He was like... I'm assuming like late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And he came into the house and I guess there was a lot of people staying there. And he picked up this little boy who had gotten out of bed and he put him back into bed and then went back to sleep. There was no little boy. Oh. Like I, I think he was saying like when he woke up the next morning, there was no little boy there. Yeah. So he just 
it was like obviously was like what the fuck but just said well i guess it was just my little brother and yeah. just like the the family thing just like clicked in he just picked him up and put him back into bed i thought that was really sweet yeah but the next story he told like us, his instinct you know to put him back in bed yeah like he just thought oh it's just one of the kids up blah 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 <laughs> like yeah um so yeah i thought that that was a particularly sweet story speaks to his character he's a really good dad oh you could tell like this loves his fucking kids yeah so this is like little sidetrack here but we went to the house i had only met one of the sons and i had briefly met him and uh your auntie at our wedding yeah at our wedding but that was it they like literally all of them i literally felt like i had been there my whole fucking life yeah like they just absorbed me into their little pack <laughs> and so then like the, the the next day before we left when we were telling these stories like he just said like come on sit out here and we were all five of us me the three sons and him just sitting in the garage with the door open like in the rain and just telling ghost stories as if as if i had just been there the entire time like it was really nice and this was after the three sons had gone out of their way to bring us like to the other side of town just to go to a vegan restaurant so i would have a good breakfast like yeah i thought it was pretty interesting like we've literally never told them that you were vegan i think my mom probably like just mentioned like, it in passing or something. yeah mentioned it in passing and when we got there they're like oh we we have these um black bean burgers for you and we're gonna cook them right now for you now yeah like while uh like my uncle came home with like food like takeout and they were already turning on the stove and putting the black bean burgers before they even mentioned it to my to, to you yeah that they were gonna feed you that yeah because the most obnoxious thing about being vegan is constantly being like oh i can't eat that because i'm vegan yeah and just saying it repeatedly so it was really nice because i do feel like a pain in the ass like you know what i mean yeah but either way and my aunt was like oh i'm so annoyed that we didn't have more vegan options in the fridge but next time that he comes over we're gonna have even more vegan yeah we were options. literally there for like 24 hours or something <laughs> like you know what I mean? yeah and we, were, we went out for lunch with friends or for dinner with friends the night before anyway um all that to say we were sitting in the garage telling ghost stories and he tells <laughs> this fucking story so again, he was in Mexico in his late teens, early 20s. And there was him and four people, four other people squeezed into the back of this Volkswagen Beetle that didn't have a passenger seat. So there was the driver plus four squeezed onto the back bench in this Volkswagen. And they're driving up there. He said they were drinking like partying, but they just had one box of beer between the five of them. And that was sitting where the passenger seat would be. So they're driving up to this, I guess, like lookout point or whatever. It's a cave in the hills. And he's like, it's up country roads and there's a big parking lot. And that's just where you go to, I guess, just get away from like the adults or whatever. And go party. And party. Yeah. So anyway, they're like going up these sketchy, windy roads. No lights, no nothing. And they drive past this dude with like an old fashioned like mail sack or coal sack over his back just walking and they're like oh shit like it's dangerous like let's pull over and see where he needs to go and we can help him so they do now bearing in mind all five of them are squeezed into this tiny little car and they pull over and they're like hey man where are you going and then the next thing they know they're all at the car park partying drinking dancing singing songs whatever 
And then he said it was like all of a sudden one of them just like woke up or something, even though they were all standing there drinking and stuff. Like just became self-aware. Yeah, just became present, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. What about the dude? Like, where is he? And then all of them were like, hold on, what just happened? And the last thing that they remember is pulling over and offering this dude a lift. And then they were just there. And when they when they all came to this conclusion that they were just missing this time, mm-hmm. they all like party over. That was it. Like everybody back in the car. Like none of this makes sense. Something <laughs> the mood feels is gone. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, even like logistically, how could we have fit another fucking person? We were already over max capacity in this tiny yeah. little car. And so they're like, well, shit, maybe we dropped them off at a house on the way or something like let's just go slowly back down the hill we can see if we can see him or the house nothing no buildings no lights no campfires no nothing and still to this day he's like if i call any of these people that were in that car that night they're all gonna say the same thing yeah we remember the dude but we don't know what happened after that yeah i was just like what the fuck man love that one of the best stories i've ever heard not gonna lie it was a fantastic story so anyway moving on i think you have one a story lined up yes yes i do sorry i was looking up what a gunkle was i just wanted to make sure it was a gay uncle i just make sure we're not like offending like maybe it's like a godfather slash uncle i don't know and then we're like calling this guy gay when he's not yeah yeah (laughs) um anyways I'm going to throw a little trigger warning here for Dulce's story right now because it gets dark real quick. Yep. And it's some of that good real life horror. This is from a user whose username has been deleted. Mm. A few years ago, I was walking through the woods off the beaten track a bit and I smelt this really overpowering sweet smell. Being nosy, I pulled back the undergrowth to have a look and found a dead body. The guy had clearly been there a while and wasn't looking great. All swollen and green and black with various runny bits. The local wildlife had also been dining well for a few days. I called the police who told me to wait with the body until they arrived. Being in the middle of nowhere, it took a while for them to arrive and it got dark. And I was just sitting there in the dark with him for a long time. It turned out he had committed suicide. For a long time afterwards, I had dreams about him and he would talk to me and not nice things. Mainly about how he was angry I had disturbed his resting place and he wanted me to kill myself. Jesus. Probably just my imagination, but all pretty disturbing at the time. He still turns up in my dreams from time to time and no doubt will be tonight after typing this. Sarah Yep commented, holy shit, sweet smell. And he replied, difficult to describe, sort of like rotting lamb. People say that a rotting body has a very distinctive smell, and I can see what they mean. Whiskey made me do it, replied. I used to do suicide and murder cleanup. The thing that gets you about it is a smell. It's not that it's that bad. It's just that it's not as revolting as you would expect. It makes it worse. That sickly sweet aroma of dead human. Prosopagania soap. 
replied, Yeah, rotting meat has a very sweet, pungent smell. It's almost food-like in a way, like curry or sweet and sour or something. And Garden Hero thoughtfully replied, Quite a traumatic experience to have to sit there in the darkness alone with a stranger's body like that. Maybe you suffered from some PTSD. Whatever it is, if it still bothers you, I'm sure talking it out with someone would help. Absolutely. What a fucking horrific story. Yeah. Thanks for bringing the mood down like that. <laughs> no, that, that is a terrifying story, though. I, I have often thought about that. Like, what if, like, what would you do? Because, look, we deal in death, basically. You know what I mean? Like, all yeah. of our stories... Even the funnier ones have to start from a tragic ending, typically, or something like that. You know what I mean? And I was saying this to a cousin of mine when we went home. It's like sometimes the horror stuff gets not overbearing or anything, but you just need a change. You're like, let me just watch The Office or something like, yeah, you know, but like we did so many murder stories, blah, blah, blah. But when you're actually put in the presence of something like that. Mm hmm you still react like your human nature takes over and you're scared. Yeah. You know, you're, you're off. But like the perfect example is that time when I heard somebody uh, jumping from or falling from my apartment building mm -hmm. and I reacted like I was shook. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's your body's natural response to like sort of, save you like it's attempt it's an it's an instinct to try to save you right so it's like okay let me your your brain is like let me get this motherfucker in gear and get out of here so that he understands that he's in danger so let me instill the let me turn on the fear now yeah yeah exactly you know what yeah. i mean or like um like I, I i can't imagine what his what his body went through like the sort of roller coaster of emotions and adrenaline and his brain was like his thoughts were probably racing just sitting there with a dead body yeah no that's terrifying you, you yeah. definitely need to go and get counseling of some sort or like even just like me like me for myself like if i if i was in that i, I first of all i can't imagine what that's like but I can't help but think that if I was there sitting with the dead body, that I would probably be scared that it would get up, even though oh, I know yeah. it's probably improbable. But because I I, fe I fear my body is telling me to be scared, one of my fears that it's probably going to turn on is zombie. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, as silly as it might sound, but I have in the presence of dead bodies... It is uh, because they just look like sleeping people. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just a really yeah, hard thing for it. your brain that's to it. comprehend. Probably, yeah, yeah. So you are expecting, as respectful as you might be trying to be, there's always that like weird fear thing. Yeah, because like I've been to like open casket, casket funerals, funerals and, stuff, yeah. and that's one of the things because they look like they're sleeping. Yeah. It looks like any small noise is going to wake them up and be like, oh, hey, you know, like, yeah, oh, what shit, are you I'm doing? good now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, why is everyone here? Yeah. Like, what? It's, you know, like, so I don't know. traumatic. Anyway, to say the least, that story is probably pretty high up there on one of my worst fears, I think. Yeah. The, the part that stuck with me is that the guy, the, or the person that whiskey made me do it, 
when he said, um, it's not that it's that bad. It's just that it's not as revolting as you would expect. And that's what makes it worse. Yeah. Is that it's not as bad as you would expect. Terrifying. And it's kind of sweet. You know what I yeah. mean? And you like kind of in your brain correlate sweet with something positive. Something yeah, like something just such a mind fuck, like something that you'd probably want to eat. And yeah. then you smell that off a dead body. It's just that's makes it even more worse. Like it makes it worse. Harder to digest. Exactly. Mentally. All right. Well, the next story yeah. is actually another real, real life horror, not paranormal. And this is posted by former underscore sky nine six zero eight called I was almost kidnapped or murdered in my neighborhood while walking. So to preface this post, I was a 21 year old male, six foot two, 240 pounds, not a small or weak looking guy. I was wanting to lose some weight for a while now and had been going on walks for a bit, sometimes during the evening or very late at night. It was Florida and it gets hot unless it's nighttime. Plus, like I said, I'm a big dude. I got nothing to worry about. Or so I thought. One faithful night, I decided to go out walking around my neighborhood around 3 a.m. in like a big puffy jacket and black pants. Feel like in this situation, I would be the creepy person someone would be scared of. And Yeah, I get that. <laughs> my walk was going good as usual, and I was actually getting close to the end of it. Then this old school wood panel car passes by and goes into a driveway somewhat in front of me. I barely think anything of it. Always like three or six cars go by on one of these late night excursions. What happens next is what unsettled me. This fucking van pulls out of the driveway with its lights off after I pass by the driveway. Luckily, I wasn't listening to any music or else I wouldn't have heard it. The van then proceeds to pull out and drive towards me and stops right in front of me. At this point, I know I don't want to end up like some kind of horror movie character, so I book it in the opposite direction. I go down an off-branching street and keep going down these random streets to give me as much time as possible. I end up hiding in some random-ass bushes in in someone's yard and staying there for a little bit. I wanted to text my mom but I was scared and didn't want the light of my phone to give me away. So I watched for any sign of them. Nothing for five minutes. Just as you think the coast is clear, boom. I hear a car coming down the street and it's those fucks, but with their lights turned on this time. I'm pretty well hidden in these bushes right against someone's house, so they just go by, but my heart is beating so fast and I'm terrified in this moment. I wait a little bit more till I truly believe the coast is clear and get back to my house. I wake up my mom and we call the cops and I give them as much info as possible. They said they would patrol the neighborhood and I don't hear anything more. I just can't help but think about that event and what their motives were. I always try to debunk shit like that, but all their actions pointed towards wanting to do something to me. But what did they want to do? I'm not a pretty young lady. I'm a very large, menacing looking dude. My neighborhood is not even nice enough to rob very just middle class and what the fuck am i gonna have on me while walking at 2 a.m so i just can't help but think maybe they didn't want to kidnap me or mug me but kill me it freaks me out to this day what the fuck 
Yeah. I pictured all of that in my neighborhood from back home as well. <laughs> it was like yeah. the side streets that he was running down. It sounds like it would be, honestly. Yeah. Those kind of, yeah. But the the thing about that is like, this is why I tell people to listen to Let's Not Meet as well. It's like, you don't have to be the tiny little cheerleader girl or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the 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 stereotype the like. stereotype of the main character in a horror movie. Yeah, you don't have to be that. You could literally be anyone. Literally anybody. And uh, the other thing that he said as well, because I used to do this when I was a kid, like I'd be walking home late at night with like my hood up and like whatever, and if I saw a lady or like an older person coming towards, I'd like cross the street because I'd be in my head thinking oh god i don't want to look scared <laughs> yeah yeah see like and like because there's all kinds of flavors of psycho out there who just maybe he's there were those psychos that probably have the one thing in common where they're like we want to know what it's like to kill someone it doesn't matter who it is yeah it's sunday night we've been smoking meth all day let's do it yeah families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oh, hey there, campers. We noticed you've gathered around our mystical campfire and are probably wondering why you're here. Well, our campfire is known to draw in people, cryptids, and creatures from all around the world. That's because each episode we discuss the history, sightings, pop culture representation, and more about different folklore and cryptids right around this campfire. Take a seat, get cozy, and listen to our comedy podcast, Alluring Today, anywhere podcasts are heard. Or go to our website, alluring.com. That is A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. All right, next story. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next story is from a user whose user whose username has also been deleted. And it goes like this. About two years ago, I was driving home from a family reunion pretty late at night. And the drive was about two hours. I didn't stay the night because I had to be back at work the following day. Most of the drive was on roads with dense bushes and trees on either side. The real creepy ones you see a lot in movies. Anyway, I'd been driving about 45 minutes and I was starting to get really tired. You know how sometimes you just suddenly become really tired out of nowhere? Well, yeah, that happened to me. I knew I wasn't going to last, but I didn't come across any place that I felt I could park and safely sleep. Anyway... After it became clear to me that I wasn't going to find a place to pull up and my tiredness wasn't going away, I did something very questionable. I pulled over to the side of the road onto the grass behind some bushes to try and hide my car from anybody else who was going to come past. The roads weren't empty. I came across another car every few minutes or so. I made a mental note that the time was 11.22 and then fell asleep. Some time later, I was awoken by a scratching sound. I looked at the clock, 11.50. The sound stopped after a few seconds, and because I was still extremely tired, I didn't bother looking around and simply went back to sleep. 
I was later awoken by the same sound, and it was now 12.40. This time, it really freaked me out because the sound didn't stop. The thought ran across my mind that it was just an animal inspecting the car, but why would it return almost an hour after it had left the previous time? I looked in my rearview mirror and just managed to catch a glimpse of something running away into the forest. Now, at the time, I thought it was the damn hook killer. You know, the one that scratched that couple's car and then slaughtered the guy when he get out, when he got out to investigate? What? I've never heard of this. No, me neither. Fuck that, I thought to myself. So I got the hell out of there. There was a bend no more than 100 yards up the road. And as I came around it, there was a fucking car parked off the side of the road with the driver's side door opened. I slowed down just to look to see if anyone was in there. There wasn't. Then I looked in my rearview mirror. I didn't see anything. And all of a sudden, this guy comes sprinting around the corner. He starts screaming at me, shouting stuff like, Hey! Hey you! Get the fuck out of your car now! I noped the fuck out of there and sped off. I never saw the guy again. Moral of the story, don't fucking sleep on the side of a deserted road. Whoa. That's crazy. That's creepy as balls. Yeah. I, the amount of that, my old job used to entail a lot of driving and I would like do stupidly long shifts and then just think I could drive for six or eight hours like straight after it. And one time I woke up drifting through a red light in like this. It was a one light town. And thankfully the dude, <laughs> I had someone with me in the truck this one time. And he woke up as we were veering off the road. And he was like, hey, man, are you all right? And I was like, oh, yep, yep, fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. But yeah, I've stopped at those kind of creepy ass places. Sketchy like, places. Yeah, yeah, and if anything, it served just to wake me up and be like, yeah, I can't stay here and keep going. Yeah. Fuck all that. All right. This next story is actually a glitch in the Matrix story. Nice. All right, so this is by username Sock Tacos. Went to bed sick, woke up feeling fine, but my daughter's favorite toy changed colors. The I fuck? think I died. What? That sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Weird happening here. About two weeks ago, I was feeling off, like I was going to have a heart attack or going to pass out or throw up. I don't have insurance at the moment, so I decided I would just sleep it off. My daughter's favorite toy was on the couch and I came out of the living room. It, it was, is a blue dinosaur plushie. She takes it everywhere with her. Well, I scooted it over on the couch and started watching TV, hoping I would pass out. And I grabbed her toy and had it in my hands to distract me. I eventually fell asleep and woke up the next day. My girlfriend and kid were gone and I got up to go get some water. I looked down at the floor and thought... Ah, oh, shit, she forgot her toy. She's going to have a fit. Then it hit me. Instead of the dark blue toy that I see all the time, it was bright green. I know I'm not crazy. She's had it for a year now. And when I had asked what she should name it, I even said she should name it Blue. Mm -hmm. She throws a fit about the toy constantly and says, I want my blue dinosaur. I want my blue dinosaur. So I know for a motherfucking fact this thing was blue. I thought maybe she had a second dinosaur similar, and I'm not crazy. 
Then my girlfriend calls me asking if her toy was still at home. I asked, the blue dinosaur? And she replied, no, the green one that she has all the time. I said, well, what about the blue one? To which she responded, there is no blue one. What are you talking about? The fuck? My head started to spin. I started reading online about theories on our consciousness traveling to another dimension when we die because I admit I was having a bit of death anxiety after that night. I usually have panic attacks or anxiety, but this was way different. Anyways, I started looking into theories about souls and consciousness and came across that one Oh, and came across that one and how it lays within the parameters of infinite universes and small things in people's lives changing after an accident, near-death experience, etc. I'm not convinced I died, but something weird definitely happened that night. And now I have this bright green dinosaur making me question everything I know. Edit. For clarification, I have not had COVID recently. I don't have any gas in my home. My water heater is gas, but it's outside in a closed area. And I have a CO2 detector in my apartment, so I think I'm solid regarding that. I don't take any medications or anything of the sort. Whoa. That's so weird. That's like one of the trippiest things ever. That's so scary, though, to think like if a small detail can change when you wake up, then is it possible for a larger change in your life to change? Yeah. And then now you just have to adapt and that is your normal. You know That's what I mean? so fucking crazy. Yeah. And again, I feel like every time we do something like this, every story ends up like picking itself forth because this is one thing that I have constantly, like, you know, when you're just driving down the road and like your thoughts wander or whatever, I'm always like, what if a past version of me was supposed to die when I merged lanes here or something? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Or like this truck actually took me out and now I'm just on a different course. Yeah. i'm a firm believer of glitches in the matrix and then like when people catch it on video it just reaffirms that that for me like that one nukes video of that dog who was chasing that kid and as he turned the corner it comes out from the other it comes like like, yeah like a full like a foot and a half away from where he should have yeah shown up you know he just like materialized yeah out of nowhere no, and it's things like that that I just have to uh, not read into because it will fuck my head up. Yeah. I just have to choose to ignore it. <laughs> be like, green dinosaur? Fuck it, it's a green dinosaur now. Yeah, and it's always been a green dinosaur. Yeah. Um, I do have one small little one. <clears throat> do you have another one before mm-hmm. we... That's it? Okay, so this one just sounds nice. It's from username Stay Away from they. My cousin has been commanding Google Home. Sorry, my dead cousin has been commanding Google Home to play some of her favorite songs. Interesting. My cousin, uh, 14 years old, just passed away a couple of ye- couple of weeks ago. That's really sad. I was very close to her and we play music on my speaker. Last week, I was chilling in the living room and out of nowhere, the TV screen got turned on and went to Hulu under her profile name. No one had the remote. We've been looking for the remote for days. And fast forward a couple days later, I was laying in my bed and out of nowhere, Google Home started playing some of her favorite songs, three songs back to back. I'm freaking out. Never experienced shit like this in my entire life. What do you guys think? Is she trying to send me a message or trying to freak me out? A few days before she dies, we watched two paranormal activity movies 
and she always tried to scare me. I just think that's really sweet. I think even if yeah. she is trying to scare you, it's a, a funny, cute way of trying to scare you. you know yeah, I mean? like you already know that she does this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I feel like that's okay. Like it's not a bad thing. Like yeah. she's trying to be mean because that's just in her behavior. I Yeah. But if it, it was like, I don't know, like a, someone who just was no nonsense and then that shit started happening then I'd be more inclined to believe, like, maybe it's not that person. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe something else is trying to fuck with you. Yeah, I feel like it's de- most definitely a sign of her just being like, ah, I got you. Yeah. But, like, I'm still here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I'm I'll scare that. you, but not too bad. Yeah, Here's yeah, Here's a exactly. really good song. Yeah. And uh, with that, um, make sure to go and check out the Alluring podcast. We had their promo in the middle of this episode. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Every week, I feel like I say, next week, we're going to have this, this, and this. But I actually should have a pretty non-busy week this week. So, yeah, we should be able to get into some good old ooky, spooky fucking deep dives very soon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us all. Don't forget to rate and review us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Give us a nice review. Send us your ghost stories. We want more ghost stories, creepy encounter stories. Why aren't you sending us our go- your ghost stories? I That's have I yet to meet anybody or talk to anybody who has or thinks that they have seen a Bigfoot or something of those along those lines. Tell us your fucking stories, people. All right. Does your cat have don't have like zero hair? Let us know. I mean, it might just be a hairless cat. I know, but I want to know about it. Okay, if you have a chicken fillet with legs, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. bye.